Each month, a short highlight version of a previous episode will be featured. The full version can be found among the archives. Check in soon for a brand new episode of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Episode 11, Joey Cariotti. Our guest tonight is Joey Cariotti from a local establishment here in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. He is the co-owner yes. of Cranky Al's Donuts on, uh, on 69th and North. Yep. Joey Cariotti, the owner of East Tosa's Cranky Al's, uh, the local king of the carbohydrate confection, the powdered sugar, the old-fashioned, the sour cream, the maple bacon, the punchki, jelly-filled, chocolate cream-filled, Bavarian cream-filled, Boston cream, chocolate-iced, vanilla-iced, chocolate-iced with sprinkles, chocolate-iced with nuts. The cake, the crawler, the cronut, the coconut. Joey, the Duke of Donuts on the east side of Wauwatosa, I've got a question for you. Wait, this is, we're talking about wasting a lot of airtime? <laughs> this is enough every, every donut we got yeah, here. I'm proud of that. All right, long two John? of them, <laughs> keep going. Long John in there? It was, uh, it was Eclair? Cranky Al's started in a little bit different location in what year? Uh, it was 99. And okay. then you moved to the current location in... 2006. And your uncle was the one that started it. Yeah, my aunt and uncle did. That's the Al of Cranky Al's. Yes, right. Susie and Al. I came on board almost seven years ago. I moved up here for two weeks just to help them out. My uncle had vertigo. My, my aunt was taking care of my grandma and grandpa at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, two weeks turns into seven years. The bakery business is for those that aren't particularly good in math. The whole idea of the baker's dozen, you guys don't seem to understand that 12 is a dozen, not 13. Yeah, yeah we don't, we, I don't do baker's dozens. You don't do oh, baker's no. dozens? I tell people sometimes, like, can I get a baker's dozen? So I'm like, you just want 13? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you're paying <laughs> like, for that 13. I'm a baker. <laughs> I'm going to give you a dozen. Yeah. I don't screw around like that. Yeah. yeah. Do people ever get mad at you about that? No. 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 I think it's probably some, some of the older clients, maybe, sometimes they they feel mm. like they, you know, they're buying a dozen, so they should get something extra. Right. I just tell them Cost more. I'll give you thirteen. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. Right. I can I can cram another I'll, one in the box. I'll give you as many as you want. You're just <laughs> right. going to pay for them. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> so you're breaking that tradition. Yeah, you have to. Are you, you hearing you about have. it from the other bakers? Are I me mean, other strong arming you to try and? There's uh... there's a couple lobbyists out there that are really pushing me <laughs> the, on it. The Baker's Dozen Group. The yeah. BDG. The, yeah. Thirteen they're, members. They're rough. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, you know they're older. I know. They, they and know they the all tactics. want their senior discounts. <laughs> sure. I always tell them this is your discount. The price. Yeah, that is your discount. <laughs> that's, that's it. If you go to Cranky Owls, it's not like you're going to an auto dealership. You don't go into the manager and say, you know, hey, I want this donut for 80 cents. Oh, let me talk to the manager. I'll see what yeah, I can yeah. do. Come yeah. back 20 yeah. minutes later. No, this is more like the CarMax of donut shops, yeah. right? The price, price is the price. The sticker. You, know, you got the sticker price. Yeah. yeah. Should you be putting stickers on your donut? They don't taste They don't taste <laughs> as good with the stickers on there. Yeah. Some things in life are negotiable. Donuts are not. Episode 12, Mitch Tyke. And so then the guy asked me, well, um, well, you know, why should we hire you? And I, I, I told him, uh, well, you can't afford not to. That was my first uh, deny letter or whatever. My first, uh, what, is the, what is the letter called when you get rejection, it? Rejection, I believe. Re- yes, that was my first rejection letter. Right, exactly. Somebody asked me that. Where do you see yourself in five years? And I said, 
Well, it's Tuesday, so I think I'll be at the gym. Uh, <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm a very, I'm a creature of habit. <laughs> I, 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 this is five years from today. Is it going to be daylight savings time right. or not? Leap year. What do you think? Yeah. I, I will say. So we're in the process of you know trying to straighten the house up and and get it in a you know. Long story short, we're going through stuff in the basement, and I come across a box, and I'm wondering, you know, why I kept ninety percent of the stuff in this box. But one of the things that I kept was a pair of rejection letters, and I will not name the public radio uh, station. This is from 15 years ago. Okay. Um, and one of them, the, the first one, it says, you know, thank you for applying for the job of director of radio. You know, we were impressed with your credentials. We enjoyed meeting you at the interview, um, but we decided uh, to go in a different direction, and you did not get the job. The second letter comes with a sticky note attached oh. and says – Please disregard the first letter. We got the job title wrong. Please take this as your rejection letter. <laughs> Dyson strikes me as some low-rent Bond villain, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Yes, exactly. Him and Elon Musk, you know, right. another guy. Oh, yeah. Right. It was like it was like Goldfinger with a with a giant laser pointed at Sean Connery's crotch. Imagine what that would have been if it were a giant vacuum. He's got the, uh, the the cyclonic, cyclonic right? Yeah. Exactly that. The cyclonic <laughs> thing that could be what's yeah. gonna that's gonna kill the Earth, right? And right. Bond's oh, yeah. gotta yeah. stop him. Yeah, right. Yeah. The cyclonic <laughs> action. No, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna try a, a new little technique here. I'm gonna sub in a story about Mitch's recent trip to his new job up in upstate New York, and so we'll transition right now into his story. Do we need to take a pause for a moment? You just ruined it. Just uh, be quiet for a second. <laughs> I just Some wondered. Heart music. Pause. <laughs> this is something new, Jim. Uh, okay, okay it I know. That's why I'm confused. Uh, I'm going to try and take a story that he told okay. during the break and insert it right now. Right here. And I'm just, just asking. Do you need a pause your, for it? You're running your app. Let's just be quiet, and then I'll have a So point. we should be quiet. Yeah. That's what I want to know. That's all you have to say. There's going to be a pause. Okay, a pause. We're pausing. Done. Got okay. It. All right. We're good. You're still talking. I was pausing. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. Are you Are you done? Are we Are we good here? I think we're all right. I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. It doesn't seem like we're good. It seems like we got a problem. Episode thirteen. Marine Sherman. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host Chris Beyer. This week we have Marine Sherman with us. She is the owner of Wickedly Wholesome. It's a gluten-free bakery. This so, is the first. A, yeah, um, it is. Guest has bought a product. Right. Oh, and, here uh, it is. Again, she's a gluten-free oh. baker, and she bought some cookies, and we're going to try them on air. I heard they call you the notorious GFB, right? <laughs> gluten-free baker. I think that's that's what I've heard. Is that around town? True. Yeah. Well, actually, GFB stands for gluten-free badass. That, oh, is, that is my title. There you go. If you look at my business card, oh, that really? is actually my title. See? We told you about yeah. swearing here. Let's, yeah, right. Let's Easy. Throttle it back. We got to beat that out for your kids now. <laughs> so you want to keep the batter thick. Like okay. if you are um, putting like eggs and sugar together in uh -huh. regular cookies, you actually beat it for three minutes. Here you actually, with our cookies, you beat it for 30 seconds. Really? You yeah. time it okay. to yeah. the second. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of tension it yeah. <laughs> when that happens, right? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> Yeah. Waterfalls, uh, Iguazu, that's a big one, South America. <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> no, that's the world's largest, isn't it? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. You guys don't know I your mean, falls? No. no. <laughs> I know that Multnomah Falls, outside of Portland, that's the fourth largest waterfall in North America. See, you do know your falls. I just know that one because I was You're there. You're a kindred spirit. Oh, you only know that one. 
Oh, okay. Well, I hate to tell you that. Uh, but yeah. yes, right. I thought we were going to get into it here now. Yeah, right, I thought right, we were right. going to start pulling out our favorite fall stories. Yeah, right, but. Right. <laughs> Which is only no, that was it. Well, that's that was it. my that's one. That's, favorite that's yeah. your one story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. This topic is dead. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's too bad. But the mistake I made is, you know, they got the GPS, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. They'll have like a voice on there, right? Yeah. And there's options. I didn't know. Did you know there's like options? I've heard there's options, yeah. Yeah, where they do different voices or, you know, the male yeah. voice or female voice. Mm-hmm. And I got this one voice. Uh, the option was like a non-confident one. Oh. And, and you know, the, the voice would say, turn right in a quarter mile. <laughs> it always had this upward rising tone. Yeah, right. It was really tough. Yeah, you right. That's, that's, turn left, I think. I think you know, <laughs> it'll be good. How does left look for you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Does left look good? Yeah. I, yeah, I was looking for a little bit more, you know, yeah, right. a little more confidence. Direct yeah. confidence. Yeah, didn't yeah, I kept hitting that button trying to find the one where the yeah, right. one was, you know, knew what they were doing. Right. I've heard they have like a Yoda voice. <gasps> Do they? Turn I'm left, you will. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I would get that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Maureen. Maureen is is not a common name these days. No. I looked it up. It unsurprisingly means extra reen. Oh, yeah. Maureen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Episode 14, Michelle Tonkovitz and Pat McGovern. Today we have a couple of people from the American Marketing Association, the Milwaukee chapter, and we have the uh, the president, Pat McGovern. How are you? Also, the vice president of events, Michelle Tonkovitz. Hi. Right now, there's so much data out there. You could tell how many downloads you have. You could tell who's engaging with you and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. But if it was just a data thing, it would be a lot easier. But the variable is creative. Yep. How well do you put this on? What kind of things do you do? What your me- What's your messaging like? That's where it gets crazy, guys. Right. That's where it's really difficult. Right. You've got to have some talent for this. It used to be that when you got somebody, you got somebody, right? When you when you marketed to them correctly back in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, they liked the product, they stuck with it. Yeah. People yeah. are I'm a changing, Ford man, right? I mean, it's that yeah, kind of thing. People right? are changing much more rapidly than thousand they percent, used to. Thousand percent. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got a whole like millennials and then Gen Z coming up and they'll be loyal, but they're more willing to just drop things at the drop of a hat. And a lot of that would be, you know, the experience they had online was crappy. Sure. Somebody didn't get back to them quick enough. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, customer service is so huge it's right enormous. now. Yeah. It's enormous. It's enormous. And so, it's also the influencers. Yeah. You know, these people that they yep. idolize because they were, they saw them on YouTube and they were, they were nobody's before and now they're using exactly. this product. Exactly. You know, big thing is what does your brand stand for? I mean, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Is the gold standard of marketing still selling refrigerators to Eskimos? Is that, is that really <laughs> what you got? Is that like the final project of marketers? <laughs> Yeah, before you graduate. Do you I guys have my parka pack now. They yeah. fly everybody up <laughs> yeah. to the Arctic yeah. Circle, and they say, sell this guy in this. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. With that's, global warming, that... it might be an actual thing you got to do now. Yeah, right. right. We need more ice for the party. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and another one I just heard was when the manager goes to the mound, it's the quick trip to the mound. Oh, quick trip. <laughs> that's clever. Yeah. Quick that's trip clever. to the mound brought yeah, to you yeah. by quick trip. Right. And uh, I don't watch brewers as much. I kind of like races and things like that. So I watch like swimming in the track and field. Ra- races, you said, Race, right? Okay. Races. Uh, you sounded like racist. you said racist. I heard racist, too. Oh, well, okay. Racism. I guess I got to go. <laughs> I like watching more endurance sports and races and things like that. I was watching some track and field. Mm-hmm. And when somebody false starts, it's a disqualification. They call it, they're DQ'd, right? 
The DQ. 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 Dairy Queen could bring yeah. you uh, that disqualification brought to you by Dairy Queen. Yeah. Blizzard the, the marketing month. marketing people. What do you think about this idea? Boom. Boom. Go with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic. We're done. I think we're done. Michelle. Yeah. Episode 15, Tom Schuler. Tonight's guest is Tom Schuler. Now, you might remember Tom from our Tour de France preview podcast of this year. He's a local Milwaukee cycling legend. He raced professionally in cycling. So in 92 was Barcelona. Lance Armstrong was our top guy. He was an, quote, amateur. Right. Mm-hmm. But whether or not you're, quote, an amateur or a professional, athlete, amateur athletes were allowed to get paid going back to whenever someone wanted to pay them. And that's the Amateur Sports Act of, of 1978 that Frank Shorter, the runner, helped pen. And it, it basically, you can be an amateur and still get money because okay. basically the Russians, the East Germans were all, quote, amateurs, mm-hmm. and they were being they paid. paid. So I started getting paid when the 7-Eleven team started in 81. It was very paltry salary, but at the right. time it was the best paying cycling gig in America. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's really cool. So you were part of that very first... 7-Eleven team that started. That's that's awesome. You've got to be a that's lot of pride cool. with being a pioneer over in Europe with American sure. cyclists. Now, one of the names you mentioned earlier was Lance Armstrong, who is the uh, most prominent name in cycling. His name is tied to the problems that he had regarding doping. Did you run into any of that during your career? So, oh, yeah. I mean, when from the day, if you're a cyclist, you're going to run into doping's going to be around. You're going to see it. Um, when I was an amateur racing in Belgium in 77 and 78, so I would have been 20 and 21, you could see it in the changing rooms of people administering doping to their 19-year-old kids, their 20-year-old kids. You mean parents, even? Parents. Parents, absolutely. I know you got a a couple of different races you're involved with and and organize the Tour of America's Dairyland. That's correct. This was our 11th year. Yep. And then the other one was the Ride Across Wisconsin. Ride Across Wisconsin Raw. Okay. Um, This will be the fifth year. What is your title with Toad? Since I retired, I I primarily got into athlete and team management. Okay. Um, In cycling, triathlon, mountain bike. 20 different teams over the last 20 years uh, when I started my company called Team Sports in uh, 92. The second part of the business, besides the team management, about 15 years ago, we started managing events. For events, you can be an event owner or you can just do the work and be a a manager, so to speak. So the Tour of America's Dairyland, I'm one of the three owners in that event. Okay. Um Raw, I'm just a, a worker, a manager. Episode 16, Scott Paulus. Tonight's guest is the official photographer for the Milwaukee Brewers Major League Baseball team, Scott Paulus. Euchre is great. If you ever sit down and have an audience with Euchre, and especially in spring training, in the visiting team's media lunchroom mm-hmm. before when we get something to eat he'll just sit down he'll have an audience and he'll talk stories oh yeah and after 19 years of doing this it's never been the same story twice he always has a new story so sure. my god they're hilarious oh, the yeah. guy's just an incredible entertainer yep uh, but he has you know since you know how long 50s great stories 
So I had everything packed, got down to St. Louis, and it was great because it was a fast game, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, we won the game, and the celebrations were going. Everybody, the first celebration is the best. Everybody's going nuts. Chase Anderson, he comes up to me, and I'm, I'm photographing something. He pulls up the back of my pants and just starts dumping beer down my pants. <laughs> and right at that time, I realized I didn't pack a change of pants. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. I go into coach's locker room, I shower, I clean up, but I'm like I got nothing on. So I go over to every clubhouse has their own laundry facility. Oh, and okay. we, they have the visiting clubhouse has their own clubbies. So I went over to the guys and I looked over and said, hey, that's a dryer, right? Can you just throw my pants in there? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the laundry room by myself in my underwear and a T-shirt just editing photos away. <laughs> and I'm freaking out because at this point, it's 45 minutes until the bus leaves. And the oh, bus yeah. is not going to wait for me. Scott's not here. Hold on. <laughs> exactly. I'm taking an Uber back. <laughs> right, right. But then Euchre comes walking in and he sees me sitting there and he goes, hey, Scotty, is that a dryer? And I go, yep. Boom. Pulls his pants off, his shirt off throws it in the dryer and so then euchre and i are sitting in the laundry room in our underwear i'm editing he's telling me all these stories and just cracking me up yeah and every once in a while i'll have somebody peek in the laundry room and go hey but never mind i'll yeah. t- i'll ask you later being a lifelong brewer fan you know i can only imagine that for me i mean i'd just be starstruck every day like i can't i'm just hanging out with these i'm sure you know it's a job for you so it's it's probably still cool, but, you know, you can still talk when you're well, talking to these guys. And I'd be just... In all seriousness, it's great that you're around these guys. But, yeah, you get over some of these I'm things. Sure. Because yeah. it, you, if you look at them, they're kind of like your coworkers at a point. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people you look at and they, they keep throwing out, well, my good friend Bronner, my good friend here. I'm like, well, does that mean you go hang out and have dinner with them and you're hanging out at their house? No. I mean, you're really coworkers. So I, I yeah. try not to break that barrier, but some of them do become friends. We talked about sure. that earlier. Yeah. Uh, and you miss them when they leave the team. Luke Roy, Chad Muller, these different guys. Episode 17, Matt Kempel. Tonight's guest is Matt Kempel, the owner and producer of Milwaukee Comedy, which can be found at milwaukeecomedy.com. Matt has deep roots in the comedy scene in Milwaukee. In fact, he's the founder of the annual Milwaukee Comedy Festival. Pickles. How how long the pickle spear is on the plate? How long before you ask somebody, are you going to eat that? Oh, that's a good question. And I feel like that's probably the most common thing people would ask for towards the end. Let me see pickle. Do we see pickle? Nice. It was on the board. Uh, (laughs) Is that the right show? Anyway, match game. Price is right, or Price is right. Next up. uh, Anyway, sometimes the pickle spear is just a little too sharp. (laughs) Have you had that happen when you get the dill in the hand? That doesn't. I have not had that happen. Well, they're called spears. Yeah, I know know? for a reason. Yeah, Yeah, they should put a blunt edge on that for safety. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of reckless dunking of seafood items into butter. Liquid butter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On those commercials, they yeah. just, with abandon, they're just, boom, they're just That's not I have to say. And the butter's I flying everywhere. I'm glad butter. you're bringing this yeah. up because I have yeah. noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. The, it is an insane amount of butter. Right. And it's liquid and it's going everywhere. It's probably yeah. hot. It's probably. It's on a, the guy sitting next to you at that table. You don't even know. Right. Scalding. I'm, yeah, scalding. Butter. I'm thinking the waiter, workers comp, right? Yep. You get a lot of hazard pay there. That's a lot why. of heavy dry cleaning bills going on at Red Lobster. I think it's a conspiracy from the dry cleaning industry. Your main thing is to book 
Comet. Comics. Yeah, pr- to produce, I, what I like to say is I put the puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of moving parts. You're working with a lot of different personalities. You're working with venue owners, um, right. comics. I have, you know, a small staff of people I work with. And it's a matter of, you know, just try to make everybody happy, especially the audience. And to me, mm-hmm. that's the only way I feel like I've done my job. Audience is happy. Performers are happy. Then I'm happy. Right. <laughs> Why is that little orange juice like eight dollars? You should be able to buy a whole Denny's for eight dollars. Yeah, a grand slam. The grand slam's like four bucks. I got the the juice grand slam. I got the tomato, the orange, uh, the grape, and the grapefruit. Uh huh. The juice slam. slam. (laughs) That's it. That's a new one they got there. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get? Did you say grape? Yeah, I got grape, grapefruit, grapefruit. Okay. And uh, orange. Huh? Lemonade. Listen to the tape here. I got I got the I, tomato, I miss it the all. orange, the grape, and the grapefruit. No lemonade. No, that's not a juice. It's not a juice. It's I, an aid. I mean, I, it's yeah. an aid. There's limeade, lemonade. There's not orange aid. Grape. There is orange aid. Is there? Well, there I is, but so. it's not a juice. It's limeade, lemonade. It's not a juice. It was a juice slam. It wasn't an aid slam. They got an aid slam. I got the juice slam. Hmm. I don't know. Yes. No. I know. I was there. <laughs> Episode 18, Steve Pallack. Well, there is a value to hitting a certain point in life where you really don't care that much anymore. And that's you, I can tell. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, I'm not, you know, there's things I hold back on. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm not one of those get off of my lawn guys. Uh But I've hit the point where if it wasn't for my wife, I'd be dressed in all Carhartt all the time. (laughs) Right, right. right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. It really is a a point where... um, you just feel like I don't have to put on a show for mm-hmm. anybody. We're, Jim, uh, yeah, we're putting on a show yeah. right now. All right. I mean, we kind of have to put on a show that's if we're going to get a people listening. Point. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe we should just shut the whole thing down. We're yeah. deceiving everyone. Yeah. 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 We don't I, have to Jim, do that anymore. Jim, <laughs> Jim, I hate to I hate to do this for the second time in one episode. Get your head in the game. Yeah. I'm really right? yeah, this. I'm off. But I, I want to get back a little bit to football. Okay. What is the intelligence test that they give football players? It's a funny name test. Oh, why can't I think of it? It was developed by a student at Northwestern. The guy's name was Eldon Wonderlick. Ah. That's right. The Wonderlick test. Wonderlick. Right. That's got to be yeah. a tough name to have growing up. Yeah, or maybe it's a good name. It's recognizable. I looked up a sample question from the Wonderlick test. Oh, all right. So that's, that's interesting. Here's one, one question. It said, if a piece of rope costs 20 cents per two feet, how many feet can you buy for $30? Oh, now, first off, why do you need that much rope? What's this guy right. doing with this rope? I'm, I'm right. concerned. That would be my, yeah. Let me ask you a question, Wanderlake. Yeah, I, I heard a, uh, they did a poll. I mentioned stem cells earlier. Another mm. thing they're talking about is uh, genetic manipulation. They asked uh, a bunch of people, with these advances in embryological genetics, should a person be allowed to use those advances to change the overall intelligence of their offspring. 83% of the respondents said, could you repeat the question? (laughs) (laughs) My next job was overnights at WQFM. Okay. On the rock and roll radio station in Milwaukee. Right. It was a lot different then because it was a community. 
it was really special. And Top 40 Radio was awesome because there were no genre limitations. You could hear sure. Glenn Campbell next to the doors. Right. When really meaningful stuff started happening, late 60s, early 70s, it was FM radio that brought a community together, a community that really didn't have a voice in Milwaukee. Episode 19, Dave Steffen. We're always looking for gimmicks. As Dave sees here in the studio, we've constructed a plexiglass, looks like a dunk tank. We call it the bait and switch think tank. Right. And I told him to bring his swimsuit and he's ready yeah. here. At some point here in the very near future, we're going to have him climb in. Yep. And then when we ask him questions, we're going to have him tread water for the remainder of the episode. You, you were good with this, right? Oh, sure. It's, it's very impressive, but this is really different than it was the last time. <laughs> Just, well, let me ask you this. How is the temperature in terms of is it too cold, too warm? What do you think? It's a, it's a little cool. It could be a little warmer. I'm surprised cool. you don't have a heater in this thing. It's a little, you know. It's a, it's hey, a hey, plexiglass the, box. The budget so. is limited, Dave. I mean, you know, you brought you in a couple of extra you listeners. You have all but... these listeners now, and you're, you know, you're getting so popular. You'd think you could kind of, you know, splurge I, well, on, a little I, bit. I, we little, did say right? that we, we had a lot of listeners. We did not say we were popular. Uh, well, <laughs> I suppose there's a difference yeah, there. It's a good yeah, point. true. No, it's we're wildly point. unpopular, yet people listen to us. It's it's a weird phenomenon. I forget what the minimum wage was for hostage negotiators back then, but yeah, yeah something like that. It was yeah. very low because low base. right because you work right. on that commission, commission basis. Base. Yeah, right. Sure. Right. Exactly. Sure. What were the benefits? You get good benefits. No benefits. Like, no. no dental. No. Although I suppose if I was ever taken as a hostage, I would probably get free negotiation, which, you know, that, oh. that, that probably oh. would have been a oh, good thing. Wow. But That's sure. kind of a professional courtesy. Right, That's exactly. That's a nice perk right yeah. there. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, t- exactly. I'll tell you what. That's a nice perk because right now, nobody's got my back like that. Right. You know okay. what? You get taken hostage, I'll take care of you. Okay. You're, you're good. <laughs> good. All right. What a guy. Yes. <laughs> I am. Hey. I got a friend that does helps me with electrical. I got a guy that does plumbing. It's always nice to have a, a friend that's in the negotiation. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Although he wasn't talking to you, he was talking to me. No. Just so you know, I mean, just to be clear, he's more I, my he's friend my than your back, friend. But he's, he just declared on radio, on okay. audio, on I, tape, I, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, you got more people that I think might take you hostage. Than me. That's true. Yeah. You think you're more prone to being taken hostage? Oh, I'm more desirable than, than Chris. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I didn't I think would. of it that way. Yeah. Right. Um, I like to cook. What is okay. the Dave uh, Stefan signature uh, dish? Um, so many. So many. There are so many. Mm-hmm. Um, smorgasbord, right? That kind of smorgasbord. thing. Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. <laughs> That's a lot of different things. <laughs> it is. When you're at somebody's house and they say, "What are we having tonight?" <laughs> smorgasbord. <laughs> it's smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Oh, what are you cooking tonight? Really? Smorgasbord. smorgasbord. Really? It could be just about anything. Yeah. <laughs> What's your specialty? Sweet. The smorgasbord. The smorgasbord. The smorgasbord. <laughs> really? But what's on it? It's smorgasbord. It's a smorgasbord. <laughs> Episode 20, Bryant Mason. The uh, the one, though, that I'm really banking on, the one I think that we're going to start our production with, I've adapted to play it's As You Like It. Yes. That's a famous Shakespeare play. Borderline, and I'm changing, borderline famous. Yeah, borderline famous. <laughs> I'm changing the name from As You Like It to Have It Your Way, The okay. Tale of the Burger King Lear. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I like this. I like well that. Done. Kind of a hybrid concept. Nice, I nice. like that. Yeah. Have you thought about this one <clears throat> on your menu? Yeah. Perhaps a Julius Caesar salad. 
I considered huh? that. Huh? Yep. I considered that. that. Huh? At two, Jim with the jokes. Right. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, have you learned anything about your yeah, past I mean, that might have changed your a little? Yeah, I mean, view it's, on yourself. Well, I mean, I, yeah, we did the the, the ancestry thing, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and we've kind of gotten as a family, kind of gotten into it, and we've found out that we're uh, <laughs> oddly enough descended from royalty. 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 Yeah. Really? I know. Oh. I know. You wouldn't think it to look at me, but it's true. <laughs> um, kings and queens. Like, you know, kings and queens kind of thing. Not king of queens, but uh, kings, yeah, no. kings and queens. <laughs> right. um, wow. Kings and queens. Uh, the country was uh, uh, Tar- uh, Tarlova, actually. Long, long time ago. It dates back to second century. Okay. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. A little uh, Republican uh, Sardinia. The Sardinia. Sardinia. Yeah. Where is that? A little island in the Mediterranean off the coast of Italy. Give me just a second. I'm going to Google this. I want to look up Wikipedia sure, to yeah. see. Um, well, I don't. That's you don't. You don't need to do that. I mean, that's no. It's it's not. I don't want you to go any trouble. I mean, you're recording your podcast. That's just. No, it's, yeah, we. I'll say this. We don't usually do the Google, but my my daughter is learning about World War One. Also, I'm kind of a history buff, and so. Yeah, you know, give me just thirty yeah. seconds. I'll bring um, up the battle history here. You, 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 um, I that's that's okay. It's okay. I would. Oh, oh, I already got it up. All right, this is interesting. Let me read here a little okay, bit. Yeah, okay, this, let me okay. paraphrase. So this is probably good. They surrendered to the Franks, which was a groundbreaking act of diplomacy because the Franks had never nor had planned on declaring war on them. They surrendered apparently in advance. Well, I mean, there are many different paths to victory. It's, it's a good up. point, but this doesn't really sound like victory. I mean, Surrender, yeah, I, mean, from, you know, I think, is actually the opposite. The, the, the lineage is, has lived on, so the, I would consider that, that would be victory. I want to apologize for this whole podcast, and we will edit it to the point where almost none of this is mentioned. But but again, the people were resilient. You got that, you know, to remember. And yeah, you have to learn to take pride in your own heritage, whatever it. I would keep quiet about your heritage, honestly. I would keep quiet about it. Yeah. You've made it to the end of yet another bait and switch podcast. Spread the word.